Thank you, Alan, Jonathan, and Rhoda. God has already uh, blessed us with word and song, and we invite God's continued presence with us now. Sometimes I wish that I could have been standing in that small group of disciples as Jesus lifted up his arms and blessed them. I wonder what it was like to be blessed by Jesus and then suddenly watch him go, disappear just like that. Yet I am not sure I would have wanted to be there because I feel the emotions, the grief with Jesus leaving. Did they have time to say goodbye? I wonder if they said, wait, no, Jesus, don't go just yet. Did they want Jesus to linger just for one more conversation? And I wonder, did they try to hold on to Jesus' feet to keep him with them? Or even hang on to Jesus so they could go with him? How long did they stand there watching until he disappeared? The story in Acts 1 gives us the sense that they watched a very long time. So long, we're told that two white robed angels ask, why do you stand there gazing, staring into the sky? With that, Jesus was just gone, disappeared. But Luke doesn't make much fuss about the details, does he? Jesus was here, he was taken, taken in a cloud. The story seems to be much more focused on hopes and expectations of the disciples themselves. We read that Jesus ascended, the disciples worshiped and rejoiced, blessing God in the temple every day. They were told to wait the coming of the Holy Spirit and then to be witnesses in Judea, over in Samaria, and all the way to the ends of the earth. They were to proclaim God's love in and through repentance and forgiveness. They were to do what the now gone Jesus did when he was with them. The absent Jesus would now be present through their witness and hope. Jesus was still there, but in a new way. Today's lectionary text, which Alan just read, the text of Jesus' ascension, is set in the context of other times Jesus was present and then absent. In Acts 1, we witness the disciples recalibrating. First, Jesus was there. Then he was dead. Then he appeared among them. Where earlier in the comings and goings of Jesus' stories, they were perplexed, their eyes were closed, their heart was burning. Now they are filled with joy and remain in the temple worshiping God. Perhaps the reasons I'm drawn to these short stories contained in Luke 24 is that I can see myself in these women and men. Like the weeping women at the tomb, I'm sad and surprised, needing a reminder that Jesus said he will rise again. 
And like Peter, I need to go see for myself, not take the testimony of another. Like the Emmaus road walkers, I too need new glasses. I don't recognize Jesus walking with me. But when Jesus does show up and offers me peace, I too am startled. And I doubt if it is Jesus until I'm invited to touch Jesus' wounds. And like the disciples, my mind often needs to be open. In real life, Jesus shows up and then leaves too many times, or so it seems. There are times when God is quite real to us, a presence we can feel and know and commune with intimately. Like sometimes in our gathered worship, we are inclined to say, did, did not our hearts burn within us? God felt so close. Or we might say, wasn't that a wonderful hymn? I've even heard some of you exclaim, that hymn, I want that one, that particular one for my funeral. Or we feel God's presence in our children. And we say, did, did you notice the gift of that small child among us? And when I hear our children, read scripture, or when they are interviewed or lovingly held in their parents' arms, I say, I sense God's presence here among us. Other times, life feels like Lent, an ordinary time. God seems gone, absent, leaving us longing for what we knew and felt before. Perhaps it's like the seasons of our church year that Alan was talking about. We yearn for epiphanies and Easter's rather than Lent, an ordinary time. The ordinary time when nothing special is happening and we are left to look for God among the routine and the mundane. So I wonder what your experience is. God as more a sense of absence than of presence, more a longing than a finding. It takes faith for both, both the times God is present and not present. And we need each other in the faith community to be present to us and help us notice that holy presence with us. My faith is strengthened and it's also stretched when I read Nathan Longenecker's Caring page, the Caring Bridge page. Lori and Lynn writing on behalf of son Nathan, whose journey with brain cancer lingers with unknowns, uncertainties. This is what they write. We are grateful for God's presence that we know is there. When we feel it, and even when we don't. The Longenecker's faith is reminiscent of the words found etched on the wall of a Nazi concentration camp. I believe in God, even when God is silent. Words now put to song by Mark Miller. 
This past October, when I was sick with COVID, I felt too weak to pray, and I simply mouthed parts of the Lord's Prayer. I couldn't even pray the whole Lord's Prayer. Yes, in the seasons of our lives, even our prayers change. Sometimes God's people pray with hope, sometimes in despair, sometimes with passion, sometimes out of fear. Sometimes we simply pray in desperation, God, please just do something. Some years past now, a young Jewish woman named Goldie Rotenberg from New York City visited Lancaster as a tourist. Goldie considered herself an agnostic. And through some other mutual acquaintances, Goldie and I became close friends. She was curious and argumentative. She asked me hard, deep questions about God, about faith. She tested my faith, what I believed about God, about prayer. How do you explain prayer to a skilled lawyer who does not believe in God? And in my struggle, sometimes I would say, Goldie, prayer is like talking and listening. It's like listening and talking. And she would laugh and say, you talk to God and God talks to you. Some years following, Goldie surprisingly met God and asked to be baptized in our farm, Muddy Pond. And I remember Goldie later saying, Mim, now God's talking to me all the time. I wish God would go and bother someone else. She was, she was learning. She was almost getting ahead of me. She was learning to notice and pay attention. And I realized that we often say to one another, as I sometimes do when I converse with you, God is with you. Or as you go, know that God goes with you. God is here. But, you know, if I were being totally honest, I would say, as you live day by day, hour by hour, as you move through the chapters of your life, the joys and the sorrows, there will be times, real times, that you will sense God's closeness, and other times God's absence. So where do we turn? The good news is we have one another, this community named East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church. And we, we are the witnesses. We are the carriers of the Christ for each other. We here gathered have known deep sorrow, deep pain, the death of a beloved daughter, the disappointment of a dear friend gone much too soon, the death of a cherished dog, the sorrow of a lingering illness, the intense physical pain of cancer treatment. And sometimes we feel times of languishing, teetering between lack of energy or a gnawing depression. But then there is also the clasped hand of a small child beckoning us in joy, 
or an elderly mature person reminding us of faith, faith lived in the mundane and the ordinary, faith lived during hardship and disappointments. The invitation is to pay attention and notice, to listen, to ponder. For even though God, I believe, feels sometimes absent, as Jesus was with his disciples, God is not gone. God is everywhere, in every detail, in every person. So it's up to me, it's up to you, to us, to pay attention, to lean into life, and to notice life's divine presence wherever that might be found. Like the small yellow finch at our bird bath, or the mother duck sitting on her eggs in the corner of our flower bed, or the surprise jar of bubbles that just appears on our porch, or a friend who offers a cup of tea. In others, in God's creation, in all of this, we can both feel and almost touch God's presence with us. Like Mary Oliver writes, my work is loving the world, which is mostly standing still and learning to be astonished. Or as Frederick Buchner writes, God is present in the ordinary, even in taking out the trash. Listen to the stories among us. I hear them as I sit with you. Glimpses of God in the Lents and the Easter's in our lives. I hear the yearning for answers to questions not readily answered. Who am I now that I am alone? Why was she taken and I left? The prayers for a loved one to be relieved of suffering. And we want to hang on as long as we can, just as I imagine the disciples did when Jesus left them. And somehow I stretch to believe God did not abandon us, even in the dark nights of the soul. And alongside of that, I am aware of God's presence. When I listen to Ben High and Evie High, as I did during the breakout time at our recent church worship in the park, these kids miss in-person gatherings for church. But Ben's relationship with our refugee friends and Evie's mentor, Amigo, times, they are when God surprisingly shows up. And then Rosalind Ledyard, who during routine exercise has a spiritual practice, praying by name for her family and for others in our congregation. She does this routinely as a ritual. Yes, God is present. In closing, I'd like to share these words yet with you from Ruth Haley Barton. And, and she writes, reflecting on this chapter, on Luke 24, this is what she says. Jesus is simply delighted to show up and join right in. As we become more practiced at recognizing Jesus, on the way home, after a long, hard weekend, during an ordinary conversation between friends, 
in the midst of mourning our losses. Our vision of the present moment is transformed and we ourselves are deeply changed. Jesus' disciples were transformed, she writes. This is the heart of a transforming community, learning to recognize the presence of Christ in all of life, especially in those moments. She says, when you least expect it, so we might ask, what is God up to? And how can I join God in it? So this is my prayer that we may be, that this is the way it would be for us, that as God seems to come and go, may we recognize what God is up to and join God in whatever God is doing. Amen.